0: Who's ever had in their life a life where everything turns out as you expected it would? Who's ever had that? And who's ever had that every single person behaves the way you thought they would? <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> and when these things happen, we can be very disappointed that the way we thought things were going to be, the high hope that we had, the, the plan that was in our mind about what was going to happen The way we thought someone would engage with us in the creation of that, whether it be your partner, your spouse, your children, other relatives, friends, business associates, whoever you're in relationship with really. And we expect they're going to be like this and then they go and do that. And the feeling of disappointment can be very painful. Who's ever had that happen? All right. And I reckon the rest of you have too. I think it's not until we are squeezed somehow by life that we really find out what's inside of us. And there's, you know, in the sporting world, they say when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. They say it in the business world. Well, it's the same in the spiritual world, really. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. So when the going gets tough, interesting, what are we going to do about it? And in our spiritual traditions and the diverse traditions, which I love so much, There's so many tools and different techniques for dealing with problems. In the Christian tradition, for instance, um, problems are dealt with through prayer, forgiveness, confession, going to Mass and receiving the Holy Sacrament, serving others. So there's so many tools in that tradition for how it is that you can help yourself. In the Buddhist tradition, there is so much help available through mindfulness, through deep understandings of the working of the mind, which have their root in the uh, in the Hindu Vedic way of seeing things as well in the Judaic pathways, so many helpful teachings, so many spiritual practices that you know they they use are uh, winding around the arm, uh, they do prayers while they they wind a string around the arm, and this is done on a daily basis. there are prayers put into canisters and put places in the Kabbalah the Kabbalah which i really love. There's so many different practices in the Kabbalah for helping us uh, when the going gets tough. In the Hindu way of looking at the world, there's so many gods and goddesses to help you with stuff. I mean, you have a problem, there'll be a God who's just got that answer for you. There's one for everything. And we have close relationships with a number of them. Also, we learn about the chakras, which is not really the province just of one one group, the Egyptians knew about the chakras, the Chinese knew about the chakras. It's quite actually pervasive in the mystery schools throughout the world to know about the chakras. But when we know about the chakras, wow, have we got a super tool for being able to help ourselves with our problems. Because when all of the problems happen in our life, when people do stuff we didn't expect, when things turn out in a way we don't like, energy feeds into our energetic system and it will do something to us. It will not leave us the same as before that happened. The same can be said for when good things happen to us, when lovely things, when everything turns out like we thought it was going to be, when people are loving and kind and they agree with us. So they must be right because they agree with me. (laughs) So when we feed all that stuff into ourselves, it's easy to cope with because it just reinforces the patterns that are already there. There's no challenge in that. It's it's delightful. But growth-inducing, maybe not so much. It's actually the challenges that are keys to transformation. And whilst they are uncomfortable, if we can see it right through to the other side, we find that there's a lot of growth. And when that growth happens, then those who've got the mystic sight are able to see more light inside somebody's energy field and chakras than was there before one can perceive that the energy field is stronger and larger than it used to be. Our chakras are things I live with on a daily basis, like I live with my elbow, my thumb. That's my thumb, not that Um, (laughs) one. But the chakras, um, I'm having a relationship with the chakras every day of my life because that's part of my mastery. And that's what I seek to share with people as well, that by knowing about your energy and what's happening with your energy, you have a superpower tool to be able to relate to the rest of the universe and to be able to deal with what's happening when things don't go according to plan. So assuming that energy is going to enter into our energy field, then what'll happen is it'll hit something inside of us. And it'll hit something that we didn't know was there usually. And usually if it hurts us at all, if if what anyone says hurts us, if what anyone does hurts us, it's hitting something inside of us that we have an opportunity to blame them for. It's always the ego's first choice, blame them. Or we can look deeper inside ourselves and go, you know what? I might need to look at something in here and you may not even know what it is because many of the things we're dealing with are arising out of our unconscious. The lower chakras, the muladhara chakra, is awash with all these things we don't know about that came from other lifetimes. We've got no idea. We have no way of knowing what's in there. And then seeds come up from the muladhara chakra, from the base chakra, into our sacral chakra. And there they become subconscious. We still don't know what's going on, but sometimes you get a feeling about something. You can't really think what it is, but you just have some kind of knowing that something's a bit squiffy and you don't quite know what to do with it, But it's, and it, it won't come into your mind. But it comes up through this creative area, and then it starts to come up here It finds the light in your solar plexus area, which is related to the sun itself. And in here, you get to see what's going on. So by the time it hits here, we see what's going on. And sometimes we don't like what we see. And sometimes we see that we are an impatient person, or we realize that we are a very entrenched person, that we're set in our ways. These things can be very destabilizing. We can find that we're not as gentle as we'd like to be in the way we speak to other people. We can find out, oh my God, I'm anxious. I had no idea I was as anxious as I am because I've held it in my body so much that my mind hasn't really connected with the state that my inner being's in. There's so much going on inside of us. And so we have the opportunity by working directly on our chakras to actually transform a lot of what's going on. It's the chakras too that are interdimensional doorways that link us to other realms of being, such as where the gods and angels live and called Devaloka or the angelic realm or the heavenly realm. And this too can be accessed from within our chakras. When we access that, we feel such bliss and such joy. And we realize that's why we came here into Buloka, into the earth realm, was so we could experience that bliss. And even though something happened that I didn't like or I didn't expect, I have the power inside me to look at what it was that it hit that caused that discomfort and to then be able to bring it up to my heart, find the place where I can be in a state of love, love for myself love for what's going on, appreciation that there may need to be a conversation, there may need to be a boundary put in place, there may need to be any kind of thing go on, but we can deal with it and we express it then through our throat chakra. The throat chakra is where we express our life. We communicate, we manage all the details of our life. In the process of this miraculous, amazing chakra journey that we are all on every day of our lives, we get help, as I said, and there's all these beings who will help us. In this chakra, Vishuddha. Vishuddha means perfect the imperfect. Perfect, it, it's talking about perf- perfecting. That's what Vishuddha is about. And it's saying, well, I take life as it came to me and then my duty or my dharma is to make something better out of what it was that the, the world brought to me. How can I make it better? And whether it's a relationship or whether it's a project we're working on or whether it's, um, you know, some complicated thing that's been set our way, and family dynamics are often very complicated. Who's got an uncomplicated family? Anyone? <laughs> no, not a single hand went up in the air. Um. <laughs> so all of this, we can deal with it all. And in the scriptures, there is a particular God, that is very helpful for this kind of thing when we 're wanting to move from we know something's wrong we 're not quite sure what we don 't quite know how to deal with it, but we know something's coming up and it feels bad and it might be scary, it might be confronting, and the god I 'm talking about is Neil Kant. so Neil Kant is Shiva who's about consciousness, but Neil Kant, in a big long story we don 't have time for today, actually swallowed all the poison from everybody trying to deal with the light and dark of life. Light and dark, light and dark, when you churn it like in a mixmaster, then what happens is it lets off an odious gas. Light and dark mixing together, you know, bleh. And so Neil Kant is the God that just drinks that because it doesn't hurt him. But us, it would just poison us. And the human meaning of this is that when, when we ourselves are confronted with negativity, very often we will respond in kind. We will respond to someone who's angry with anger. If we're around someone who's quite depressed, we tend to feel a bit down. You know, if we're, if we're with someone impatient, we find ourselves getting impatient. It's a human thing. So Neil Kant just comes in and goes and just sucks that out and helps us to be able to express our life at a higher vibration in a purer way with more consideration, with more love and with more, um, wisdom, I suppose. Um, what would love do now would be the question up here that we would ask. What would love do now? And let's try and get our life to be aligned with what would love do now? Love not just as an emotion in the heart, but love as a concept that unifies us and brings us into oneness. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to ShaktiDurga.com.